All right. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Wednesdays with Julia. It's Wednesday, July 20th, and I am actually, it's the 19th, but I'm leaving for Japan early tomorrow. So, Daria and I are pre recording the show today.、Um, you know, Daria, when I took my first level two and three class, some of, some of the people I have on my show are, are close personal friends. Sometimes it gets really personal and it just sort of sounds like you're listening to an intimate conversation most of the time. And、um, some people are people I've never met before, other access facilitators around the world.、Um, Daria goes in the very close friends category. She.、Um, Was at my very first level two and three with Gary Douglas in San Francisco、um, about four years ago now, four summers ago. I can't believe that time has gone by. And、um, we were just drawn to each other. We were both very excited about consciousness. We were choosing, I mean, in the most intense way possible, as we still are today. I don't think we've let up even for a second. And、um, she's just somebody that I've bounced ideas off. She's somebody, you know, we've, we've、uh, spent more time together at times, we've drifted apart at times, but always known that, that at the end of the day,、um, you know, we had a friend in each other and somebody who could facilitate and be with. And、uh, I really, really respect Daria's facilitation and, and who she is and what she's created for herself and the huge changes she's made in her life. And、um, I'm just really excited to have you on the show today, Daria. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And thank you for such a wonderful introduction. Really put a smile on my face and <laughs> brought me back to that first level two and three. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, how and,、uh, I remembered how we went out for lunch and got you a, a yellow jacket, Burberry jacket, your very first big choice for you. Yes. Oh man, it was, it was a 300, it was coach actually. It was a 300. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what am I aware of? I just want the listeners to,、uh, to, to know exactly what kind of jacket it was. That's very important. No. <laughs> yeah, my yellow raincoat, and I still have it and I still wear it. I love that thing. It was my $350. It just about. Was beyond for me, and、uh, but it was light. I, I, we were using the tool as this light, and, and I brought you back. I said, Daria, you have to come to coach and see this jacket with me. This is just amazing. But I had no intentions of buying it, and then you, you,、uh, you know, asked me questions and stuff, and, and it's still my favorite jacket. <laughs> it definitely changed your world. It did, it totally changed my world, it, and it still is. So, so, so today our topic is, is love and friendship,、um, both of which I think we both have lots to say. And、um, can you talk a little bit about what this title is on your end? Well, when you invited me to speak on your show, I was looking at what topic can we discuss. And the only thing that was really talking to me was the friendship and love conversation because we have been there for each other with regards to that specific topic. Yeah. No matter what was going on in our lives, we've, made, we've created friendship and love, and we,、like、we allowed them both to be without any projection or expectation or separation. And、yes. You've mentioned before where、um, 
sometimes it feels like we drift apart and but we also know that we have a friend in like within each other yeah for each other and that's the biggest part that i think there is a lot of misapplication misidentification with regards to friendship or what friendship is and what love is right and how we manifest and how we express our friendship and love basically so i'd like to have more of a, a deeper conversation on this topic and I think you are the best, like one of the greatest people I could have this conversation with. Yeah, yeah, no, um, I, I agree completely. And, and that's very much what I was looking at. And I remember a few years back, uh, Gary did a call called, it was called The Friends Call. And it was in the series that Deal and Deliver was was sold as. And, um, and, and the, the Friends Call said, that a, a, like if you call somebody your friend it's a judgment because you have just you have gone unconscious to them you have decided that no matter what they're going to be there for you and it's like what we actually have have chosen and created as friends is you know by by his definition would not be friendship but it actually is in many ways a, a communion um because it is yeah it's it ebbs and flows and and we created it as we choose and nobody ever gets put out when somebody wants to do something different you know and when we come together we have a great time and then it's like when we go apart we, you know we're we're just choosing whatever is the lightest in that 10 seconds which is really and, cool and it, yes and it's it wasn't always like this easy like we actually have created ease with this because when our friendship started, uh, what we started creating, it was a lot of intensity of like connection and communication and being there for each other daily. And then things would shift and change. You would go to a class and shift or I would go to a class and shift. Something going on in your life, you would be shifting with that and something is going on in my life and I would be shifting with that. And it's not always verbal. It's not always something that is seen in a physical reality, but it's so much energetics that is involved in that change. We would become so much space or a different type of space where we both felt like we were losing each other. And oh, yeah. there was this times when we felt like I was mad at you or you were angry at me, but neither of us were. We just didn't know how to connect anymore because all the connection points were gone and mutual so-called interests, things that we used to discuss, were not part of their lives anymore. And most friendships end at that. Totally. That's what, a good point. But what we did, we went, oh my God, she's changing so much and I'm so fucking happy for her. And she's changing so much. And I'm so grateful that she's choosing all of that. And I'm so sorry I was trying to hold you back in any way to make you to the same person I met back in that level two and three that I knew was going to be my friend forever. <laughs> so sorry for that projection. I will not do this anymore. Who are you every day? And what contribution can I be to you? And what contribution can you be to me? And that exploded into the whole new world of possibilities of how this friendship has been created now where you know I will have your back if you need to. 
totally. have someone have your back. And I know I can always reach out. And if you say, no, I don't have time for you right now, doesn't mean you don't love me and you don't want to be my friend anymore. You just, you're choosing what works for you. And maybe it's the, also the best part that works for me that I'm not aware of. Because maybe I actually have to have a conversation about this specific subject with, with someone else. And you are not the best person to talk to about this or have an advice from, not from a judgment of you don't know, but from the awareness that, you know, that something else is possible. And we tend to go into the comfort zone of, who we, of people who we know will have our back. Right. But also what shows up there often on specific topics, like we still manage to create definitions and um, confinement of who that person is. And we have our points of view of like that were created for the, like through the creations together and communications together. And when you go to totally someone else, like, uh, like, irrelevant basically and have a conversation about something else with that person they can't confine you and it's not that the friend will always confine you but there are times when you even said to me like daria i'm sorry i can't facilitate you in this i'm so invested i (laughs) so want you to be happy i can't facilitate you you have to ask someone else and i've said the same thing to you when I was like, no, I think you have to talk to this person because I can't facilitate you because I love you too much. And I'm like, I'm going to grind your ass into this. <laughs> not going to be the kindest thing ever I can do for you. <laughs> oh, that's so true. That is so true. It, you know, it kind of reminds me of how um, the story of Gary going to Europe uh, Gary Douglas is the founder of Access Consciousness. The the story of of him going to Europe and he um, was you know in his early twenties, maybe nineteen, twenty, twenty one. I can't remember the age. And he goes to Europe by himself for the first time. And for the first time in his life, he wasn't so and so's son and and so and so's you know sibling and so and so is this and he he said I, I you know I didn't have those roles anymore and I could create myself as who I am every single day and I think what we have been able to to be for each other and grow into over time is is be that undefined space where we have no roles of each other and it would be like being even though we've known each other and and been close friends for for four years now it's it's like we we would be in Europe, you know what I mean? We wouldn't be the defined roles back home. So, and that's really, really, really rare to have that little expectation of somebody and, and to let them grow. And like you were saying, you know, I remember um, about a year and a half ago, you know, I, I, uh, I, in Houston, I got up to the mic and I'm like, I just, I, I feel like Daria's changed so much. I don't even know where to, where to go with her anymore, what to do. And, and Gary said, well, you're being superior because you don't want her to change. You want to keep her the same. And I said, I know, I know, I, I can't help it. But obviously I let that go. But it's like that, that willingness to just totally let somebody go. Um, and always have the willingness for them to be in your life or to leave your life forever. It's like, 
that was not easy for me. But once I was in allowance of that, it's like, man, things, you know, it's like the, the expansion that we've both had in our friendship and also our everyday lives. It's like, my God, the things we've chosen has been, has, has been amazing. And when you have all these people hanging on to you, it certainly changes the flavor of the game. <laughs> and you can get past it. It's just, you know, it takes destroying and uncreating everything that's projected on you. So it's different. It's really cool. Yeah. And what, <clears throat> and what I noticed is with that new space that we have created, we are way more aware of the things that are like each of us are keeping secret to ourselves. We right. might not always have words for it, but we're aware, oh, this is the part she's not willing to look at, or this is the part she's not willing to deal with. And it's not from the perspective of like, she needs to, but it's like, oh, that's interesting. Maybe one day she will. I wonder. And it's always that space of like, it's kind of like once one become aware of that space of that needs to, like could be changed in a friend's world, but has no point of view whether it does or does not, then the friend's world has the freedom and space for that to become a, a choice, right. whether it can be changed or not. When in normal friendships, it would be like, you're screwing yourself over here, so you need to change. Right. Yeah. And that's something I've definitely been grateful for is like, you, you know, you never bring my shit up to my face when I don't want it brought up. <laughs> and, and that, that takes a lot of allowance. And, and I know when I need that and I know something is going, I'll come to you and say, okay, I know this is something, the something is gone. What do you know about this? And can you bring this up to my attention, please? <laughs> oh, totally. Totally. That's that space creates so much more in the world as we walk. It's, it it's really an interesting creation where you're being in communion, you're always aware of people's worlds, of, your, of people you're connected to and care for, but you don't have to do anything about it. And I think the one thing that's been destroying friendship as usual is that if you're aware of it, you have to deal with it. You have to do something about it. Right. That's your responsibility as a friend. Yes, but you are not asking the question, is this what this person requires of me? Right. Is this what this person is asking for? And the ask and requirement, is, again, is not always verbal and actually um, physically done. But sometimes there's that energy of like, hey, please help me. Like, I know I'm stuck here. Please help me. Right? right? right. So, and the other thing that I wanted to point out with the friendship and love <sighs> It's like, so in this reality, I've seen so much. When I was a child and I was growing up, uh, I couldn't create a friendship with females. There was always a competition. There is always um, some kind of jealousy happening in the background going on. So I preferred eventually playing with the boys for the majority of my life. And that was ease for me. So I've learned exactly what men require and desire. It made their world bigger for me and more important than me. And 
that's been changing recently, finally. Um, but what showed up with the female friendship is that there was always this interesting veil of relationship where I was always waiting for another female to backstab me, to use the information I have given her to destroy me. Wow. And that never, like, when, like, once we've created this space of no definition for our friendship, that was gone. Wow. But suddenly I knew that, you know what, if you use the information against me, like what if it's like, what if everything's absolute, what appears to be and nothing is absolute appears to be. Right. And I stopped looking and like expecting people to backstab me. And I'm like, huh, that is interesting. And then that competition that used to be happening in my life with females had to do a lot with men. Like I mentioned, I was a best friend of pretty much every single guy around the block, basically, because it was so much more ease for me to communicate with them. And any girlfriend who would be, try to become my girlfriend, or I tried to make them my girlfriend, eventually would have this jealousy between, uh, with regards to me and a man. Oh, right, because you were friends with all of them. That makes sense. Right? And so then no matter what I actually was contributing to maybe even a, a relationship that was created between those two, there was always this um, linger of jealousy happening. Oh, she's better. She understands you better. So go to her. And I never wanted to be in a relationship with those guys. I just wanted these people to be happy. Right. Right. And uh, one of those relationships actually worked out really well and they live together now and they have two babies and stuff like that. They're very happy. But I remember how she, she wanted to love me but wanted to hate me. And you and I had a similar situation where we both were interested in the same guy. And this time I actually was interested in the guy. I was um, intrigued by him. And... When I saw that you really chose him, there was this, like, you didn't try to show to me you chose him. You were just doing and being you. I perceived you chose him, and I went, okay, well, what will that create in the world if these two get together? And the expansion that was in my world was so huge. This is Anthony, just by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is Anthony. <laughs> our, our, Amazing Anthony. Uh, but when I perceived that space, I was just like, wow, you know what? There is no reason for me to, to do anything about this except for support this relationship in all ways I can. And you never went into jealousy with regards to me with him. Right. And there was this whole new space of possibilities between of friendship and love between two women that I haven't seen a lot out there. That's so true. That's so true. And, and you were the space you were, I mean, you're our best relationship counselor. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were like kind of seeing each other when we first started dating. I don't think people know this. <laughs> no, people don't. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, it's like that 
that's that space that you were for, for the both of us and continue to be and yeah it was like it was like what I perceived as the future with Anthony was so strong that like there wasn't even it was such a big space that like there wasn't even room to be jealous of you and him but it was like if you and him like well at the beginning it was like I was like, okay, this is what's going on, but I was willing to be the space to find out. But it was like I perceived the future for it, so I still went for it. And and you were like, oh wow, that's a that's a space, and you let me. And like like neither of us went into like it, you know, it was just light with you guys. So, it was, but it was like this space that all three of us just stepped into was yeah, wild. I have to say that I think the biggest gratitude for this space is to access consciousness tools. Oh, totally. Because we both are willing to look at the energy, ask questions, perceive what is actually true, not try to re like try to hold on to our projections and expectations. And the, because we all perceive possibilities of future. Right. That's and totally I, it. It's about we were all willing to perceive the future. Yeah, and I was aware that Anthony was going to be a part of my world. But I didn't have to define it as what that is. Right. At first, of course, like as a woman, you go into a romantic relationship. Of course, that's what you do. You were, we're taught to do this, right? <laughs> and then... So I did go there. And then when I perceived this space over here between you two, I went, you know what? I'd rather have him as my friend. <laughs> like, and that's it. And that friendship has been one of the biggest gifts in my life. I always know I can rely on him anytime. And he knows me quite well. So like, what if we could incorporate, like, I'm inviting all of you guys who are listening out there, incorporate the willingness to perceive what is true and what actually creates into your life through the questions and through the willingness to perceive the awareness, not necessarily looking for the answer. Oh, wow. So everything and, that is, right? Wrong, good, bad, all that <coughs> boys and beyonds. And, oh, yeah, that, like, some of you might wonder, what do you mean by, like, perceive the awareness and not the answer? To me, it's perceiving the energetics and the space and, the, like, the, the space between the molecules of possibilities. And when I ask the question, it's like, does it light me, like, Oh, how do I even put this into words right now? <laughs> um, but uh, so, if you were to ask a question, like if you're in a situation with a friend and you're about to go and basically make a decision about whether an action that a friend may did or didn't do, or um, the reaction they had and what that means because we go into that what does it mean right away like we love head tripping okay she did not pick up my phone three times when i called her so she probably is blah 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 right and then you're trying to figure out what's going on and you're trying to ask her questions but all is happening the person is asleep 
right. <laughs> or like the person is it, having a bath or a person just doesn't want to talk to anybody right now, has nothing to do with you. But we so take everything personally that we get caught up in a conversation with our mind of what that means that is based on the fears and the, and the decisions and conclusions and judgments that we have accumulated from the past experiences, which means we constantly bring the past into the future, which doesn't allow the future to actualize. We keep perpetrating past onto the future. So when you go in, in, in this situation, you're like, okay, but this is a weird energy. What is this? I'm not sure I can look at this as A or B or C or D. What if you were to sit down, let down your barriers, let them dissolve and go, okay, does it have anything to do with me? Is there anything required of me right now? And if there is, what is this? And you will notice most of the time it will be just to be the space and be patient and let things settle down and let things show up for you. And we, I am personally, and I know, don't know about you, Julia, but I'm personally aware that I'm not very patient. <laughs> <laughs> I'm learning. Oh, I'm totally patient. <laughs> I'm learning the art of patience and hopefully soon. Um, <laughs> I'll get there. The <laughs> <laughs> work in progress. Actually, I am getting more patient as I'm getting happier and happier in my daily life. It's interesting. Can you say more about that? Because I get that friendship and love and happiness is like, and patience really are interconnected. Yeah. Well, here, let me look up the original definition of the word patience because it's really interesting. It actually has a lot of relevance to this. Um, because patience actually is waiting through evil, I think. It's like in, it is, uh, oh, that, that's the wrong dictionary. Um, the, the old dictionary, the original dictionary, um, hold on, let me just type this in and find the correct dictionary definition. Um, it's something to do about, you have to wait through evil. So if you choose that, then you are going to, um, create evil or pain or suffering to wait through. So it's not about being patient, but here. So it's the suffering of afflictions, pain, foil, calamity, provocation, or other evils with a calm, unruffled temper. Endurance without murmuring or fretfulness. So patience isn't really what I... I ask for it's more like just to be the space that will be the space of no time that will allow things to show up but you know it's like as I become more just at ease it's like as, as I have practiced these tools of access consciousness four or five years and have allowed things to show up have asked and, you know, there's a, there's a maturing process for things. It's like you ask a question and then the universe doesn't know time. So if it, the universe doesn't know time, it's going to rearrange the, itself to bring you what you're asking for based on the amount of judgments, conclusions, and projections you have about what you asked for. So if you have none, 
it can show up instantly. If you have a lot, it will bring it to you as fast as possible. So some things that I've asked for have showed up almost instantly, and other things, I mean, there's things I asked for when I was 12 years old that I have now that maybe I just received last week. So, but just, I, I mean, a lot of it is just having use the tools long enough to trust the universe, to know that even if I ask for this today, I don't have to expect it to come tomorrow in order to know that I actually have the power to change and control the universe. It's like, it's like I, if, and patience isn't the right word for it in, in reality. It's just being willing to keep creating something else rather than ask for something and then sit there and be vested in it showing up or think that you are less power or, you know, control or creativity if it doesn't show up in the allotted time. And, and now that I realize that, oh, I'm going to ask for something, it may take 12 years. Am I willing to wait 12 years? Yeah, that's fine. I'm going to just go out and create something else. And But it's like as things have come to me and been created and things that I've created, it's like I have an allowance. I mean, maybe allowance is really the word. I have an allowance for the way that the universe works. And and sort of, it's almost like a wisdom. Like, like it's like it's going to show up. And I realize that it doesn't have to show up tomorrow. It may take 12 years. It may take 12 days. And it doesn't really matter because I'm just going to go off and create something else. I love how you described all of this. This, this are brilliant words. Thank you so much. And this specific five, six words that I love that you said are you were being ease of space of no time. Right. When time has no significance or relevance, we all know there are, time, there are times when you have to wait for the right time for the things to show up. Either we are not ready, like you said, or we have too many projections and expectations, or the other side is not ready. It takes time for the universe to rearrange things. Right. And if you perceive something is coming your way and it's so, so there, it's like halfway actualized. It's like halfway in the physical reality. It's kind of like a half body showing through the door. (laughs) (laughs) There is so much desire to pull on that clothes or the the arm or whatever that is and pull it in or whatever. It's a piece of art or anything, right? Right. Pull it fully in this physical reality and have it manifest. And how much force do you have to use? Exactly. against and for it that actually doesn't allow you to create with it rather than wait for it to come through the door as it can and then it's that thing like whatever that is that is actualizing it's also the it's it's choice to come through and when something has choice to come through and show up it it is way more ease and way more joy and it is way more expensive to be with that later. So there's when right. there is choice on your part and there's choice on their part, there is no expectation and there's no projection and there is no decision, which means there is no energy of force 
And when anything is forced onto us, we really resist and reject and refuse it, even if it's exactly what we want. Right. And the universe is the exact same. It, it appreciates that space. Yeah. Yeah. But I get it. It's really tempting to pull it through because it feels easy to just pull it through. (laughs) (laughs) I just want it now. And then all the other things that we could be receiving that we're not asking for. You know, it's like the angels that sit above us holding huge, huge baskets of gold. And they're like, yep. oh my gosh, they're flying, they're flying, they're flapping their wings, they're totally exhausted. They're getting tired because you're busy trying to pull that pin through the door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're trying to pull in something that, yeah, that you don't even want. <laughs> or even if you want it, but there's other things to receive while that thing is choosing to come through the door by itself. Right, right. Well, actually, I was giving the opposite explanation. Oh. <laughs> yeah. This is how friendships work. Nobody listens. <laughs> you know what? You know what? We were out for dinner last night. My sister is visiting, um, and um, Anthony. Um, Anthony is my husband, by the way. For those of you who don't know, um, and my sister. So the three of us were out at dinner, and and I was talking to my sister, and she was just tuning me out. But Anthony would say the same thing to her, and she'd be like, so interested and totally into it. And I was like, hey, and I do the same to her. And Anthony said, well, we actually learn to tune out familiar noises at a familiar pitch. And I never (laughs) had thought of it that way. And that's really what it is. It's like, you're just so used to it. It's consistent. You don't really need to listen. (laughs) (laughs) Well, everything matters. I was like, it's not angry at all. Yes. Right around getting by pocket pot on ashes, boys and man. Because I've learned just specifically in the last week more than ever before listening is one of the greatest gifts yeah and i've been changing everywhere i have not been willing to listen because everything talks every word talks in many dimensions everything talks and if we get to pay attention to what is said to us we can actually quit with way more ease totally and it's like that's actually why i do my radio show every week because i was missing you know, I, I mean, and I'm so grateful to thousands of you listen in who do listen in, <laughs> but it's really just for me <laughs> because I, I, I'm so grateful for the, the conversations and the listening that I get to do of other facilitators on a weekly basis. And when I'm facilitating my own classes, I actually um, don't get those interactions with other facilitators. So I, I do it for that reason is because I miss that listening aspect. I miss those other points of view, those other realities, those other possibilities um, that I wasn't getting uh, just facilitating on my own. That is so true. It is a gift to really be a, around other people and pay attention to their perspectives on things because we all think so differently. None of us think the same way. And we, we weren't trained to think the same way, but I think we did a really bad job at that. <laughs> a really bad job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is quite a topic. Friendship and love. Jeez. This is 
quite a telling, and it's just so true. It's like the amount of expectation, and you know, the amount of expectation we put on friendship in this reality is usually not even a fraction of the expectation we put on love and our love. Oh my goodness, yes. And, and that, most of us fall in love with something, like with the, with the package of characters and uh, or just a package just a package yeah (laughs) and then we try to keep that package as is but then it gets old and saggy (laughs) no I'm just (laughs) see this is friendship again she's trying to tell you something profound <laughs> no, you are absolutely correct. That's where I was going. And then the, the package changes. It does. And you have to change with it. You have like and it's not changing for each other, it's changing for you. <sighs> and learning to live with those changes that the the people you love have chosen. Yep. That is an art of itself. It is. It is. And it's a constant choice to be aware of where you are falling into expectation and not and conclusion rather than constant change. And I would say that, you know what, we've been talking for the last half hour about friendship and love with regards to others. But what if we actually looked at the friendship and love topic with regards to ourselves? Like, where do we be a friend and a love for ourselves? And where do we have expectations and projections of ourselves of what we should be or how we should be or how we have been and how we will be rather than giving ourselves that ease of space of no time, like you mentioned, to be what you are that day. Like, what if you were born every day and you? Like the newborn baby doesn't have an expectation of what they should do or be. They don't have a schedule. Okay, mommy's going to feed me at this time. They don't know. They're, be, they're getting trained to that, but they don't know. They just show up. And they get to be grumpy one day, and they get to be happy another day, and they get to be grumpy and happy on the same day. <laughs> but we keep like waking up and going, why am I not happy today? And that's where we lose that friendship and love of the different definition with ourselves once we start judging ourselves for what we're not choosing. We never look, or for what we are choosing that we shouldn't be choosing, we never look at what would I like today? Like, if I were to acknowledge myself today for something, what would it be? Like, what can I admire about me today? What can I love about me today that would allow to create more in the world? And that admiration piece about admiring yourself, that is something we've never been taught. It is so easy to admire others. And it's not easy to admire yourself because we've been taught that if you admire yourself, you're an arrogant asshole. Sorry, last part? (laughs) We've been taught that if you admire yourself, you've been an arrogant asshole. Oh, totally. Rather than acknowledging that if you can't admire yourself fully and truly, how can you admire others fully and truly? Hmm. 
Absolutely. So when you start looking at that perspective, you can't really be a friend or a lover to anyone unless you become true lover and friend to yourself. Absolutely. And I think that's where you and I have created the friendship that we have is that we both chose to be stay true to ourselves and create that kind of relationship with selves before we can create something for us. Right. Right. No, it does. Cause it's like when you're not moving forward and creating that space for yourself, where are you going to put your energy? Well, you're going to put it on maintaining that you have what you do have, which is often your friends or your lovers. And you're going to try to maintain them and hold them back. Yeah. And sometimes what, for me personally, what it took to get to this place, and still I use this tool to get to it, literally get incredibly vulnerable yourself and go, oh, this is how I function with this. Right. But it doesn't mean it's a definition of you forever now. You acknowledging, oh, this is how I've been functioning. It's like me and man. If I get interested in a man, I just get embroiled into the world into their world and their reality and I'm aware of them 24-7 and I literally can't do anything else but be aware of them but I'm trying to work and create my world through their reality but it's a total insanity but until I realized and then had the courage and vulnerability for myself to go this is how I've been functioning with every single man in my life my father my brother my friends my lovers Okay, this is what I've been choosing. And not have to judge it, not have to change it. Just go, this is how I've been functioning. Okay, hmm. I can keep choosing this. And that's okay. I've created my life and it's pretty amazing so far. So I really couldn't be choosing this again. And once you get to the space where you actually like choose it from choice and not have to change it or suddenly you sit two hours later look at yourself in the mirror and go wow i don't actually have to choose this anymore this can change now right i don't require to do this anymore yeah. and that's the space that changes everything for me like when i become bluntly honest with myself and start looking at where i'm functioning from not why not how just this is what it is and go and indulge into it even more and then see if you still want to choose it awesome that's beautiful and it's like the the space in that is just unbelievable Thank you. Well, you have been a biggest gift, one of the biggest gifts in my life that allowed me to get to that space. Well, thank you. Wow, that's a big <laughs> <a great> compliment, <laughs> acknowledgement. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on today. This has been a more than beautiful call. I can't wait to share this and uh, spread it around so that everybody can be introduced to this specific space because it's, it's really it's very specific and it, it's very broad at the same time, but, but the, the kindness and the softness of possibilities that are available when we don't have projections and expectations on people in our lives. And I just, it, it came clear 
came through so clearly in this in this conversation. So thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm really, really grateful. I'm extremely grateful for being on the show. Thank you for creating this. Of course. And I think everybody out there is grateful. So on behalf of everybody listening to you right now, thank you, Daria. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. <laughs> awesome. And, and to all of those of you listening, thank you so much. And uh, next week on the show, we have the very handsome Connor Hill. And I'm looking forward to my conversation with him. So, all right. Thanks, Daria. Thank you. Bye.